What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is a wonderful Wednesday where I am. I don't know what it will be if you're going to be listening on the replay, but regardless, I hope you're having a fabulous day. And those of you who are here with me live, as always, thank you for being here from the bottom of my heart. It is just so wonderful that you come along every week and join me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I mean, we have such a good time together, don't we? We had a wonderful chat last week about having fun and following the energy of fun. And now this week, we're going to move it along kind of in the same vein, a little bit, where we're going to be talking about childhood games and how they actually help to shape who you will be as an adult and some of the attributes that you will kind of develop or carry along with you into adulthood. So I'm expecting a really interesting conversation. If you're watching live, come on over to the chat room, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room and join the conversation. I would love to have your input here. You know, what, if, what were your favorite games when you were young? Or how do you think that might relate to different aspects of who you are today? I think it could be pretty interesting. Regardless, I am excited to share my perspective on this. And as you know, I tend to share a lot of you know personal sides to the different topics that I bring to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And often it's experiences that I can relate to, perhaps from the perspective of explaining a concept that I've got on the show or sharing with you work I've done in a certain area that we're talking about and how that's impacted me and how I now function, perhaps maybe in a really different way as a result of some of the work I've done. Today, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly what I'm going to share with you today. When I put this show together, and was thinking, you know, okay, childhood games shape adulthood. And I'm like, yes. And it was, okay, quick, like make a show, put it down. And when I do that, when I come back to the show and I'm looking at it before we go live here with you, there's always this remembrance of, oh, yes, that's right. Somebody may have said something or a viewer may have made a comment or whatever it might have been. And it, it sort of, was a springboard to the show that I was going to put together and then bring to air to you. Today, I have a bit of a void with that. And I find it really, really interesting. It's, well, we're gonna just kind of see how it all plays out. Did I play as a child? Did I take part in childhood games? Well, of course, yes, I did. Now, one of the 
Hmm. I was going to say disadvantages, and that's not correct. But what what I'm what's really coming to mind for me in this moment is the fact that when I think about my childhood, most of it is is blank, like truly like a black screen. I don't remember a lot of things. I tend to remember things when other people help my memory to kind of clue in and remember things like before the show, my producer, you know, um, Kim was rhyming off all these games that she loved to play. And then one of them, she said, was uh, King of the Hill. And then I could remember seeing that. But I didn't have that until she had mentioned it. So thank you, Kim. <laughs> I do appreciate that more than you maybe actually recognize. And I think I'm not alone, although I'm probably in the minority of people who really don't have a lot of memories from their childhood. It is uh, it's not wrong, but it is something that I work with. And that's really cool, actually. It's one of the aspects that I don't publicly share very often. And the reason for that is because often it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, I even had a conversation about this actually yesterday with my husband that it makes me, con I can also feel um, less intelligent or something like that with people with the difficulties that my memory has. So let's talk today and let's see what we can do to assist my memory. And then I'm going to share with you what comes forward for this wonderful time in our life when we are just playing. And a number of months ago, I did a show all about play with Kathy Belgrave. And you can go back and look for that show if you like, because there was some really great information on it. But today's perspective is going to be quite different. We're going to talk about these different games we played and, and the ones we loved. And what was the influence on our lives? Why did we choose certain games? Or why did we pick certain roles within the game or within that play that you were participating in or that activity? And that can give us some information about who we are, who it was that arrived here, and is that attribute still with you? Or has it somehow changed or modified as you grew older and you moved into adulthood and you moved even later into adulthood. And if we can tap into that, if we, for those of you who have memories a little more efficient at times than mine, going into that memory of it and bringing that energy back forward to the present day for you, what would be the gift in that for you? Well, by the time we get to our show today, I hope you will be able to answer that, have a genuine smile on your face, and allow that energy to continue to be with you. All right. So now that you've already got where we'd like to be at the end, keep that in mind as you listen to today's show. Make a few notes if you like to as we chat today. And then use this as a way to go back to, listen to the recording again, and bring those energies back to yourself, to your memory, feel them in your body, embody that 
that game, that activity into your adult body and let it be a contribution to you. Right? <laughs> oh, got in the chat here. Oh, I get excitement. <laughs> you know, I'm getting excitement. So I'm actually wondering what I'm going to remember as we go along, which is really, really cool. There is so much that's always possible here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And I am forever grateful for the opportunity to be here with you every week and in sharing and growing together, we create so much. And I truly receive so much from you all showing up here and from your ideas and your energetic contribution that comes to me every week when we're live and even when you're listening to the replays. That may sound weird, but I, I know I recognize that energy now because it's been almost a year. Yes. All right. So favorite games. I was on, when my memory kind of went blank, <laughs> I put a post out on Facebook this morning and I said, okay, so what were your favorite games to play when you were a kid, when you were a child? Now, initially, I think because of the wording I chose, um, people were coming up with board games right away that they liked. Um, Scrabble, Clue, you know, and a number of Monopoly games like that. And then I I reworded in my comments a little bit for more like, oh, well, what did you do when you were outside? And then, oh, my, this whole list of different games and activities came out and it was really fabulous to see. So. Here's a few that I think were, you know, hide and seek. I do remember playing hide and seek. Now, if you played it, chances are you good. That's a really popular and well-known game. Did you prefer hiding or did you like seeking? I remember, I do remember this with my cousins, that it was more the you, if you had to seek everybody, it was like you got the, the the short straw. Everybody wanted to go and hide. I actually liked seeking, going and looking for somebody. That, to me, was less stressful than trying to find. Than there, like there was pressure on me to find somewhere really good to hide where I wouldn't be found. So there's a little bit of an insight into what hide and seek is telling you. Think about it. Did you prefer to go and hide somewhere or did you prefer to be the person that was looking for everyone? And did you like it indoors, outside, both the same? Like, oh no, I only want to be in one place. Again, there's more information there for you. Now, how about sports? That came up. And I don't think it was from the perspective of um, team sports, like um, signing up and playing soccer or hockey or baseball. The way people were talking about it, it was like, oh, they just get a, a neighborhood game and they would play on someone's driveway or, you know, if they lived in a, a dead end or a cul-de-back street, then they could just, you know, play on the road and <laughs> hear people yelling car and everybody would have to get off the road or whatever it might be fun 
spontaneous and you didn't need to necessarily worry about how many people you had, you played with who was there. Some people played in tree houses, were out in nature, down by rivers, out in fields, hanging out with trees and just very, uh, I want to use the word organic. You know, there wasn't rules. There wasn't anything else going on. They may just chase each other around, but they were just kind of hanging out and being outside. Maybe that was you. Or did you have the games that were more chase-like games? Whether you made up your own, somebody was describing one, that one person was, was the man and everybody else was animals and the animals all had to get to one location without being seen or shot, which <laughs> that sounded a little stressful. But anyways, without the without the man preventing the animals to getting to where they needed to be. And that kind of reminded me, which and other people said, you know, kick the can, capture the flag, you know, other games like that, where people were really out and just having more of a free for all. Red Rover was one that came up quite a bit, you know, and you know, if you had somebody younger or smaller on your team, then you wanted to make sure that you, you know, you had somebody stronger beside them holding their hands to try and stop people from getting through. There's strategy in most of our games, whether we realize it or not. How you set them up, who you were going to play with. Right? And then, of course, dolls, whether it was a Barbie doll or any other kind of doll. I did receive, I don't, I think it was my birthday, um, a doll that came with a little hairdresser set. She came in a chair. She had the uh, hood that went over her head to dry her hair. And that was really cool. I loved that. Although it was very much a game that just I played. It wasn't one that I played with a lot of other people. And that sandbox was a great one. You know, those who had a sandbox in their backyard, well, they were apt to have quite a few children come over and play. I mean, you could build castles and cities and or you could have if you had toys to go in, you could excavate and you could move the sand all around. And there was so much imagination. And with others, such a sense of cooperation and community and what can we create together, you know? Did you become an architect if you loved building in the sand? If you loved your dolls, did you then become a designer or work in the fashion industry or the hair industry? You know, were any of these things sort of stepping stones to something that you chose to do as an adult? The um, I We didn't have a sandbox. And I remember going up a few houses away. I don't remember how many. My, according to my mom, I was really far away, but that could be two, two or three houses. Um, our neighbors, I know, didn't have a sandbox. But I just took off one day, and she found me playing in the sandbox in somebody else's yard. Uh, it didn't go over well. <laughs> From what she tells me, I got into a lot of trouble. But it was just this, you know, finding somewhere to go and do something that was unique and different. And, you know, sand can be so creative and it is a area of, hmm, 
you can make it what you want. You can have dry sand. You can put in water. You can add. You could even do, add color to it. You can bring so many toys into a sandbox, depending on what it is you would love to be doing. Then there's skipping, double dutch, riding bikes, going all over neighborhoods or going on long hikes with families or friends. You know, there was such a wonderful response. And I hope it brought smiles and fond memories. And that was such the energy that I was getting when people were writing in and talking about all of the games they loved to play when they were younger. That in itself just made my heart feel really good to feel their energy of sharing what brought them so much fun and joy when they were young. So think about it. What did you love to play when you were younger? We're going to go now for our first break. So just take these couple of minutes, ponder over a few things. I'm sure you can come up with some things that I didn't even mention. And if you want, pop over to the chat room and share them with me. That would be fabulous. But thank you for being here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And of course, I'm Karen Leslie, your host every week here on the Inspired Choices Network. And remember, you can always get in touch with me through all the different social media platforms. And I would love it if you would like and share my shows every week so that they get brought out to more and more people, and then that brings more and more energy in so that I can create shows that will speak to you, be of assistance and help to you, and let's just keep this party going. All right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Now, I hope you were kind of thinking about games you like to play when you were younger during our break. 
And one of the thoughts that came back to me, which I hadn't thought about earlier, is it's so cool. So you may or may not believe in this, and, and that's totally fine. Uh, this is just from my perspective. But when I have three children, they're all boys. And when my youngest was, well, he was a fair bit older. He was out of, uh, I don't know what he would have been, let's say five or six years old, maybe. And somebody had mentioned to me that when children are really young, that often the games they like to play or the personalities that they take on can be an indication as to who they were in other lifetimes. Now, I tell you, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, I wish I knew this when my eldest was really young, because I I would have paid attention, I think, in a different way as to how my boys played, all of them, what they did, you know. So if you liked to play, I don't know, I have a good friend and I know she's on here now. She liked to play like office business. She liked to be the boss. And that was an aspect of her that, well, it's who she is today as well. But then you think, okay, so I wonder what kind of roles she played like that when she was in other lifetimes. My youngest would stand on a um, like a sewer grate or, or any round uh, metal circle or something on a sidewalk for a pipe or whatever it might be. And he'd stand on one and then he'd jump as far as he could and then run to get to the next one. Because to him, he was teleporting. So what was he able to do at some other point? Because he was at an age where I didn't think he really understood what that meant. Mm -hmm. You know, another one loved being Peter Pan. And all of this aspect of... Of, of play, but of there was this way he twisted it to, to always be there helping, to reassuring, to taking care of. Yeah. Did you like playing, you know, oh, did you get one of those little kits, a little plastic doctor's kit? And if you did, did you like being the doctor? Did you like being the patient? Were you a nurse? if it was something that you really, really were drawn to and you carried it everywhere you went, were you a medicine woman? Were you a physician? Were you a teacher of natural care? Did you invent something in some lifetime that brought healing to people, to animals, right? These are all ways of looking at what interests us. And if we believe, as I do, in the chat room, yep, I still have one of those plastic doctor kits. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, there we go. Someone saying, oh, my gosh, I play church sometimes, right? So did you want to be the person up at the front? Were you the pastor? Were you the minister? Were you the rabbi? Like, were you the person giving the messages? Or what was your role in being there? Were you in the choir? When we arrive, we don't remember what the role is that we want to fulfill when we're here. We don't have any ideas when we're little, you know, as to what this is going to show us. But play, 
that natural, spontaneous way of doing things, the different roles we would take, like, you know, were you the person that looked for everybody or were you the person that liked to hide? They will show different aspects of who we are qu quite naturally. Now, some of this, yes, 100%, some of this is going to be start to be programmed into you based on your childhood, where you were living and things like that. But when you were very little, how you would play and what you would do or roles you would take on would be or could be an indication of that blueprint that you brought in. We don't remember it, remember, but we bring in this blueprint with us that has every aspect we could think about already laid out. And then it's up to us as to how we are going to grow into it. How are we going to allow it to emerge and be seen by both ourselves and the world? You know, people will talk about wearing masks. So how many when you of you loved costumes, loved dressing up? You know, like to put a mask on. And not just at Halloween, although that can be a tremendously fun time to do that. But did you have a costume chest or box or cupboard where you could dress up? What did you love to dress up as or who? And I think that when we're children and we're dressing up like this, the clothes we put on or the mask we may choose to wear, from my perspective, they're not hiding who you are or bringing in a, a false persona for you. They were actually giving you information about who you are, who you aspire to be, or how you want to use that, that persona or that person or that animal that you may have dressed up as, as a way to create something in your life and in your world. Now we grow out of that. And then as adults, we wear a different kind of mask. And what I'm hearing in this absolute moment is the masks we bring forward as an adult that we wear, perhaps the people pleaser, perhaps, you know, the person that's always in doubt, or perhaps the person that is looking for a fight, always angry. Those masks that we wear, we don't see them the same way because they're not, they don't look different. They're not something plastic or rubber or makeup that you apply. They're how we look every day. But that mask will be covering up who you desire to be as a child. The adult mask has a very, very different interpretation and role in our life than the costumes and the masks we wore when we were little kids. There's so much in that statement. It would be a really good one to spend some time with. Can you remember what you loved to play, who you were, what costume or masks you may have worn? How did they make you feel? I mean, did they just puff up your chest because you were that superhero? Nothing could get in your way. 
And then as you got older, you realized, oh yeah, there is actually a lot that can get in my way. A lot of that's going to be programming coming in. A lot of that is going to be coming from the outside that you hear over and over and over again. So you bring it into your body and your heart. When we do that, it gets locked into our thoughts. And then we start to become more that person and we forget about that childhood play. We forget about what that childhood play could represent. Play is not silly. Play is not a waste of time. You know, that the show last week with the energy of fun and following the energy of fun, if you let that be your guide, it will reintroduce you to a lot of what we're talking about today. And it will also give you an opportunity to try new things, to check out something different. As an adult, you can look at, mm, what do I like and what do I not like to do for fun? On your own or with others? And there is so much information there that will shed a ton of light on how you tick, basically. So we're going to look into this a lot more when we come back from this next break. What you avoid, what you embrace, or even if you're participating, how is that making you feel? Those are some pretty deep questions. You can give them a little thought, but don't go away. Make sure you come back after this break so we can delve into this together and bring forward some maybe new insight to you, rekindle that desire for childhood play again to lighten up and provide more ease with who you are as the adult today. All right, everyone, we will just be a couple of minutes and then we're going to carry on this very cool conversation. All right, don't go away. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. 
To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. So, did you have some thoughts while we were on our break? I mean, you know, childhood games shape adulthood. Have you had any more insight? You know, normally when we go to our breaks, I'm like, oh, but there's so much I want to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go to break. I want to keep going. And it's all fine. I know we need to go to breaks. And it's not that I don't want to have them, but I just sometimes get on a line of thought that I don't want to actually stop. Today, wow, today is so different. So if you've just joined, awesome. Thanks for being here. But at the very beginning of the show, I shared a little bit of how today's topic was challenging me a little bit. And so in the last break, like the, the first break we had, information came that I'd forgotten about. Just now, in the break we've just had, more information, and a memory came back to me that I'd forgotten all about, that I can actually see how it relates to today. So again, this might be a little far-fetched for some of you. And, ooh, all right, no disrespect is meant by what I'm about to say to, to any culture at all. But the one and only costume that was made for me for Halloween, what my, that my mom made, um, I dressed up as a young Indian girl. And I loved that costume. I loved wearing it, partly because she made it, but it felt so comfortable to put it on. I remember wearing it until I grew out of it um, afterwards as well. Now, I know I have had numerous lifetimes in different First Nations uh, cultures around the world, not just here in North America. And I have been a lot of different roles within these cultures. And as of, so that, so that will, would have brought some of that back to me, even though cognitively I wasn't aware of that. But there was a familiarity and a comfort when I dressed in that way. Now, I do a lot of work with their ancestors. I am quite connected to, um, I, I guess I would say mostly the North American tribes now and their ancestors, mostly because that's where I live, although... Having said that, when I was in Scotland a number of years ago, I did connect into some of the first people in Scotland uh, as well, uh, shortly after having arrived, actually just on the land. And often it has to do with the land, that the land is speaking to me and is asking for some assistance. It will also be the ancestors that will show up and will be asking me for help as well. So there is kind of, I think, a really cool connection. This is who I have been in numerous lives. This is a costume that I put on as a young girl that I loved. It felt so correct. And then here I am now, energetically, doing quite a bit of work 
with whom you could say, I mean, this may be offensive to some people I, for me to say they're my ancestors because this is not who I am in this lifetime, but they are ancestors that I actually greatly relate to. Who would have thought of that until this very moment on our break that we just had? Paying attention to what feels comfortable, paying attention to what does not feel comfortable is so valuable. You know, in not just in Native cultures, was I somebody who worked in healing, uh, medicine woman and all of these other things, shamans, but I was also very interested. I mean, in another lifetime, I, I taught techniques, not from an indigenous perspective, but in another culture. And here I am today. My life is surrounded by all of different aspects of healing, healing for myself, helping you to heal through my show, helping my clients to heal when they work with me, doing group work, doing distance work, and being in person with people. For me to feel that this is the first time that I've done any of that, from my perspective, would be silly. This show of being able to remember being that little Indian girl for Halloween one year helped tie a lot of that together for me to understand it even more. If you can go back to who you love to be as a child, what you love to play, the roles you loved to be, were you a storekeeper? Did you set up a store and go into your house and pull out all kinds of things from either your pantry or your cupboard. Maybe you sold your pots. <laughs> Maybe you sold the cereal box that was in the cupboard. Did you like taking the change? Did you enjoy working with the money? Whether you used Lego blocks, you know, the different colors were the different values, or whether you had paper money to play with. It doesn't matter. Do you enjoy any of aspect of that now? Or had you forgotten how much fun that was? And look at what you're doing now. Is there any aspect of that there for you today? If it's missing, is it something you would like to look at again? Is there a way you can incorporate it in from a hobby perspective or something that you can do occasionally instead of, you know, changing the career. I'm not saying you need to do anything that way. But if there's an area that you really loved to participate in that brought you joy and fun, right? Follow that energy of fun. How can you bring that in a little bit? If you've got grandchildren, oh my goodness. What can you do with that scenario? I don't have any grandchildren, but if you do, I wonder what that could mean. And you have the advantage that I didn't, if you believe in all of this, that you can watch their play when they're really young and get glimpses as to who they may have been in the past. That just gives me shivers. I think that's so cool. There is such value in looking at all of this and seeing how it represents itself in our life now. Right? When we allow ourselves to go back and explore, 
with that space of being open, please don't go back in judgment or go back with an agenda. Just allow yourself to go back. You know, maybe meditation. If you use meditation, this might be a, a great vehicle for you to, you know, enter into your meditation and ask to be shown or to be reminded during that peaceful time of connecting within your heart and whatever represents the divine heart to you. See what happens. See how you feel. You know, you can do um, past life regressions and you can look at things that way as well to get a sense of past lives if you want and how that might, you know, fit into the memories of what you remember doing as a child. That's, you know, maybe going at it from a different angle, but it can all bring to mind a different element of the games you loved to play and the, oh, I'm hearing the word story, the story that that game is here to share with you. Right? I mean, just think of that story that got put together for me just now on First Nations healing and all of that different aspect currently for me today and in many other lifetimes. That story that you, if you allow yourself to hear it or to see it, to visualize it or to have something play out in your mind can tell you so much about you. It can remind you of that joy. And if you kind of feel a little lost that that joy is not with you, if you don't play anymore, if you don't have young people around you to kind of help spur that energy of play, then I would encourage you to look at that and think, how can I bring that into my life? As the show with Kathy Belgrave was talking about, there is such a, a value in the fundamentals of play. And it's a wonderful way to understand things, to gain a new sort of comprehension about how something may work or could work for you. You know, there's um, role playing is used a lot in I don't know how young role-playing starts. It wouldn't be super young necessarily, but I don't know that for a fact. But role-playing goes on a lot in the workplace, and it also goes along it with the mental health community. Sometimes if we are really anxious or fearful or are really having difficulties with a, a scenario that's going to be coming forward, you can role-play through it to become comfortable to sort of climatize yourself to it. If you're doing this with somebody who's trained in like maybe cognitive behavior therapy or something along those lines, then they're going to be able to bring different scenarios to you for you to react to and check it all out. Who here love to be in a school play? Did you love that opportunity to get into being a different person? To allowing yourself to step out of 
boundaries or walls or whatever you want to call it that are keeping you being a certain persona. I was in grade nine and just all of a sudden I saw myself on on the stage at my school. And the school I went to, I had a separate school for grades seven, eight, and nine. So I was one of the older kids. I was one of the, I don't know, big wigs from the perspective of those that were in grade seven. Not that that was who I was in my school, but being able to be on that stage. And I dressed really weird. I had long hair. I had it up in high ponytails. And the role I was playing was very silly and childlike. And that gave me a freedom for those minutes on that stage and during the rehearsals until we got to the performance that I didn't experience in my day-to-day life. That freedom, I can feel it now, was fabulous. Now, I received a fair bit of criticism for that role. I truthfully really expected people to think, wow, that was so cool. Look what you did. But I was so out of character that that wasn't what I received. And I didn't go back on a stage for a long time. This whole idea of remembering these different things allows you to tap into those energies that you've kind of maybe shoved into a corner. What or who have you allowed yourself to be in the past? that you've got hidden away today, that if you remember being in that energy at whatever age, that it could be a contribution to you now. Wow, what a great question to think about. So I'm gonna leave that with you now when we go to our third and final break. And again, I am so appreciative of you being here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen here on the Inspired Choices Network, where you have an opportunity, not just on my show, but with all of the hosts that we have here to explore so many different aspects of your life, your being, your business. We cover almost all of it here on the Inspired Choices Network. So thank you for being with us. And think about that question. And we'll be back just in a couple of minutes And then somehow we're going to wrap all of this up when we return. All right, everyone, we'll be back shortly. Don't go away. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. We only have a few minutes here together, and then we're going to be finished another show here. And that just 
kind of blows me away today. Today's been a little bit of a different show. There's been more reflection on my part than what I'm used to sharing with you and obviously than what you're used to hearing. I love the fact that you provide me with the energy of safety and comfort with bringing things up about myself that I may have forgotten about or I may have chosen not to share in the past. And this is one of the absolute beautiful things that I love about being here with you every week and having my own show. The growth, the healing, the empowerment, it's there for me as well as it's there for you. And it's together that this all comes into being its own unique time that we spend together every week. This whole idea of understanding the games we liked to play when we were young and how they can show us information about who we are as an adult. It can show you who you've let go of being. And then why? What were the circumstances that brought you to saying, no, this has to be put aside. This doesn't fit anymore. Yet, if it was part of you when you were very young, it fit. Because you wouldn't have known to change it, to hide it. You were just naturally being that, whatever that <laughs> might be for you. It's as we get older and we receive information or energy from those around us that we start to go into comparison and judging and thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Like in the last segment, that fun I had on that stage in grade nine and sort of the response that I got from it or the lack of response I was desiring. Did I have an agenda with it afterwards? Yeah. I did. I was looking for outside validation. And instead, I took that energy of being that young girl and I put it away. So what can you see in yourself? What did you hold on to in the games you played? How have they influenced and shaped who you are today as an adult. Is it wonderful? Are you so glad that you allowed and kept those parts of you? Or are there areas where you're going, huh, maybe into a little bit of questioning? Remember, questions are always amazing. Questions when asked as a pure question, not a statement where you take out the period and put in a question mark. No, true questions. Go back into being that two-year-old and that three-year-old, that sense of wonderment and true curiosity and ask the questions and see what comes to you. And then you can choose if you'd like to do something a little bit differently or not. But until you ask the question and look, you don't have a choice. There's no choice to make if you don't ask a question. 
such beauty in looking back to how we were when we were kids. Even if you had a difficult childhood, there is beauty in there. Even if you played on your own and you didn't have a neighborhood full of children to play with, you can still go back and look at what you did play. What was your favorite toy? How did you use it? How did it make you feel? And be with that energy and allow it to come back into your adult body. Bring it in, sit with it. Ask your own body to embody it. Anchor it into you. So then you have that opportunity to call it forward again. You have that opportunity to bring it back to life in the world that you're currently living now. And I wonder, I truly wonder, what would that give to you? What stress might that take away if you're holding something rigid? What opportunity would that bring for you to go into a different mode of relaxing or spending time with friends or on your own? There is so much information there waiting for you. It's up to you to ask the question. It's up to you to decide, huh, do I want to know this? This leads me into next week's topic before we go. We're almost out of time here today. Next year, next year, <laughs> interesting. Next week is my one year anniversary show. I guess I'm already, I already decided I'm doing another year. <laughs> That's cool, perfect. But next week, it's celebrating Celebrate Unlimited Possibilities is the name of the show. So if you spent a little time between now and next week's show, and you brought some of that energy back into you, what could be the unlimited possibilities that are there for you? Just asking. I hope that you maybe didn't get a little too weirded out by some of my memories and some of the things I shared on today's show. I hope that it brought to you a different way of looking at things and that joy of remembering those games you played as a child and the gift that they can still be. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.